Everybody, this is the Voyu. You. This is the Not for Debate podcast. We are live on Facebook and on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and on our Facebook page. Today, we have a very, very special guest in the building. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and let him do the honors because the intro is such fire. Uh, go ahead, do your thing, man. <laughs> Devor, it's a pleasure to be on your show, but I gotta say, faithful Niner Empire, what's good? You know who it is. It's your boy, Jay in the Bay. And thanks for having me on tonight, man. Hopefully, you're having a great night, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. I appreciate you coming through. Um, hopefully, I can hopefully I can pick your brain on these Niners as far as <laughs> expectations this year. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, drop the nuke on you right now. Um, why y'all cut Josh Rosen? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Josh Rosen, you know, he is a player that most athletes in the NFL do not want their career to start, right? He gets drafted in the first round by Arizona. Uh, gets traded after one year, which most usually that does not happen. Uh, and then he goes to Tampa. He goes to Miami. He comes to the Niners. And now he's on his fifth team. I think he got picked up by, was it Atlanta? I think. Yeah, it's I'm Atlanta. Not- he actually Atlanta. Made, so, the ro- he made the roster. Hey, shout out to Josh Rosen. He made the roster. But, yeah, I mean, he had his opportunities in Kyle Shanahan's offense. But he didn't, you know, he didn't beat out Nate Sudfeld. And uh, we only have two quarterbacks on the active roster. You know, that is Jimmy G. That's my quarterback. And then we also have Trey Lance um, and Nate Sudfeld. He's on the practice squad. So but but I, I wish nothing but the best for Josh Rosen in his career. I mean, he's, he could at least be a backup quarterback. That's for sure. I don't know if he'll ever be a, a, a legit starter in this league. It doesn't seem like it. But, you know, he can at least make, uh, you know, be a backup and backups make good money in the NFL. So nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I just had to get that off my chest. Y'all lose kudo points for cutting him because I felt like <laughs> at the end of last season where y'all brought him on onto the roster, I was just like, yeah, this is good. Jimmy can't stay healthy. This is a good opportunity <laughs> for Josh to, to come in there and, and, and showcase his talents. Him being in that in that Kyle Shanahan running scheme what could go wrong and then sure enough boom y'all end up making that trade with the dolphins and i was like that's that's where it went all wrong for rosie (laughs) (laughs) when we made that trade (laughs) so let let, let me go ahead and ask you that what what was your mindset after they ended up pulling off that trade with the dolphins like that was go ahead i'm sorry i was gonna say that was a crazy trade you know the niners haven't had a uh we haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round since 2005 Alex Smith. I was still in high school then. Uh, so it's been a long time since we've drafted a quarterback in the first round. Uh, 
you know, I wasn't sure who we would pick. It, I figured it would either be between Trey and Justin Fields, and I'm glad we have uh, Trey Lance. But, you know, he is the future franchise quarterback. He looks pretty good in preseason. I can see why Shanahan selected him the third overall pick this year. And I can't wait for the season to start. You know, Jimmy G, he's going to be starting, which I think that should happen. I don't think we need Trey out there. We don't need him. We don't need to start him week one against the Detroit Lions on the road. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't need to put that that pressure on him when you have Jimmy G, uh, you know, under center. And we've seen what Jimmy can do when he's healthy. And I'm looking forward to a successful season with the Niners, man. Uh, real quick, shout out to uh, Finn Sanity Five in the chat. Um, I was, I was, I was gonna say, draft night. Did you, did you believe that they was actually gonna draft Trey Lance with the third pick? I mean, all the media, the talking heads, everyone was saying it's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones. You know, Mac Jones was most similar to Kirk Cousins. And for anyone that follows football, they know that Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan are like best friends. You know, they, they may go to each other's weddings. They, you know, they they golf together and things like that. So in the back of my mind, I was just hoping it's not Mac Jones because I don't think we needed to move up to three to get Mac Jones. I mean, we saw he got picked 15 by the Patriots. So I was just hoping it, it wasn't Mac Jones. And uh, I would have been satisfied with Trey or Justin Fields, honestly. I just wanted the most dynamic quarterback. And I felt like at pick three with Wilson and forgetting the first overall quarterback. Lawrence, uh, with, Trevor Lawrence. Exactly, Lawrence. With those two quarterbacks off the board, uh, I felt like the next best pick was either Fields or Lance. And in the Kyle Shanahan system, I felt like either quarterback would have succeeded. And that quarterback that, that we draft would have the best team on both sides of the ball because we're not the Jags, we're not the Jets, we're not a rebuilding franchise. Um, we can compete this year, go to the playoffs, and you know, hopefully get to the Super Bowl. So if if you were to pick, if just, just to go back to the 2021 draft, if you was to pick, in your honest opinion, where, uh-huh. where would you have gone – Fields or Lance? I've seen I've seen clips of Fields. Uh, I like Trey. I think he has a little bit of a quicker release, uh, and that's obviously very important in the NFL. Uh, one second can mean that could be the difference between an incomplete pass, an interception, or or a catch. Uh, I like Trey. I'm glad we got Trey. Like, see, I was a little iffy about Trey because due to lack of experience compared to what Justin Fields added was. Like, Literally two back-to-back years, and you know Trey Lance ended up missing the year year prior. So I was like, I don't know. That's a little bit of a risk at the third pick overall pick. That's 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 a big huge risk. But I, but there is definitely potential there. But as far as you making that transition to the NFL, like there's definitely going to be some growing pains, like you see with. Well, I wouldn't exactly call Dwayne Haskins a bust. I really don't even like using that term to be honest with you. But just having that great year at Ohio State, throwing for over fifty touchdowns. And then, like, that not being able to translate to the NFL, I kind of felt like that was what was going to be the, the be the case with Trey Lance, considering the fact that he ended up only playing really one year with, with uh, at um, – man, what was the school he went North to? North Dakota um, State. North Dakota State. I couldn't even think it off the top of my head. But um, I, I'm, I'm going to be 100 with you. I literally thought you was gonna go, they was going to go with Justin Fields. Justin Fields. I mean, there's risk in every pick. There really is no sure thing unless you're drafting George Kittle, you know, Fred Warner, 
you know, Trent Williams, some of the best football players on the planet, Mm -hmm. you know, but there really is no sure thing. And the great thing with the Niners drafting Trey Lance is we got Jimmy G and he doesn't have to start. We don't have to put uh, that pressure on Trey Lance in his rookie season because we have a veteran who's played at the highest level, who's seen how defenses mix, mix up coverage. He's actually, you know, um, been in the huddle. He's actually snapped the ball in a regular season game. Uh, so we're going to rely on Jimmy G. I think that's the, the smart thing to do. Some people say, oh, well, well, Trey is more exciting. There's no doubt about that. He's more exciting. He's more dynamic. But we are not a rebuilding franchise. There's no need for us to, to start Trey Lance as a rookie. We're not Jacksonville. We're not um, uh, New York Jets, as I mentioned before. So uh, like, you, like you said, there is risk. And the great thing, Trey can develop. He can take his time. At least I want the Niners to take our time with Trey, develop him, and Shanahan said that he's going to sprinkle in just a skosh of Trey Lance in the regular season. I'm excited for that, but I think Jimmy's going to take, I hope, at least 90 to 95 uh, percent of the snaps if Jimmy if Jimmy stays healthy and the team is winning. Okay, so so expectation. Do you do you see a scenario where the 49ers pull Jimmy Garoppolo some point during the season? That's an excellent question, and a lot of people who want Trey to start, they say, oh, well, by the bye week, Trey will be starting, or, oh, you know, Sunday night football against the Green Bay Packers, the 49ers home opener, Trey will be starting. My thing is, if Jimmy is healthy, the team is winning, Jimmy's not turning over the ball, um, Jimmy should continue to start. (laughs) Why, why, if it's not broke, why are you trying to fix it? I I don't understand that. and Jimmy, I think, and that's why Shanahan still has Jimmy on the team. He gives us the best chance to win right now. And if he's playing winning football, it makes no sense to take him out to put Trey in. I just I just don't get it. Uh, only way I see Trey starting the bulk of the snaps is if Jimmy gets hurt. And unfortunately, <laughs> he's missed more games than he's played in a 49er uniform. So that's definitely <laughs> a high right. possibility. But that's why we drafted Trey. We needed to improve the quarterback room, and we did that with Trey. But um, I, I would hope not. If if Jimmy's playing well, I would hope they would keep with Jimmy. Now, if he's struggling, he's throwing multiple interceptions, or he gets hurt, uh, or if he or if he's playing bad in multiple games, then yeah, pull him. But I just don't see that happening, especially with our schedule. Our, our schedule is is solid outside of the division games. I think. There's only a mm-hmm. few teams outside of the division where I'm like, okay, like Green Bay, um, uh, Tennessee. Those are like two of the harder games that we play. But other than that, I think our schedule is pretty favorable. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say you seem very, very high on Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback. I, I, right. I, just, I just don't Repping see the it. jersey. <laughs> I was about to ask. I'm like. Man, if it was me and if I was the Niners was my squad, I don't even think I would be getting me a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. But, you know, uh, people people are so quick to leave or to just cut Jimmy G or get rid of Jimmy G. Kaepernick was good. He he had maybe like one to three years where he was pretty good, right? Before that, we had Alex Smith, and Alex Smith had like one or two good seasons with the 49ers. It's been a while since we've had a winning quarterback. I mean, Alex Smith, he, if you look at his record with the Niners, he wasn't a winning quarterback. Uh, that was a bad draft pick. 
Kaepernick kind of fell to us, and he obviously had some good years with the Niners, but then he faded away. Um, I think the Niners, sometimes the Niners fans are spoiled, man. We're used to Joe Montana. We're used to Steve Young. Uh, those were winning quarterbacks. Um, and now with Jimmy, with one, he had one great year, granted, one great year, got us to the Super Bowl. Why are people so quick to move off of that? I don't understand that. Is he Aaron Rodgers? No. Is he Tom Brady? No. But I think at his best, he is a above-average quarterback. And when he plays his best, the team wins. Uh, I know some people, you know, they like to see the deep ball. You know, they like to see the exciting plays. They like they want to see a lot of uh, of fantasy points. But I'm not worried about fantasy. I live in reality. And reality is when the team wins, I don't care who's that quarterback. The team wins. That's all that matters to me. Yeah, I agree 1,000%. No matter what the Cuda quarterback is, as long as we win at games, it don't even matter. <laughs> now, I was going to ask you, I'm going to take it back for a second since you brought up Alex Smith and you brought up Colin Kaepernick. Now, what was as far as the whole hardball situation, like what, what went wrong with that, if you, if, you, if you can remember that off the top of your head? I know this is random, but I've always been curious about that particular situation, how y'all had so much success as a team for the Niners, and then it just ended up just making a straight decline. If you look at Harbaugh's coaching career, he's had multiple stops. Why? Because Harbaugh has an abrasive personality. He doesn't play the game. He doesn't try to get along with people. Um, And for a short stint, for like three to five years with the Niners, he was great. Um, But unfortunately, he did not agree with the general manager, Trent Baalke. Him and Harbaugh clashed. And for an organization to really have sustained success, you have to work together. You have to be as one as I think Lynch and Shanahan are. And unfortunately, because of the bad relationship between Harbaugh and um, Trent Baalke, the owner sided, Jed York, he sided with Trent Baalke. And unfortunately, (laughs) when the owner did that, he fired Harbaugh. Um, and I think things would have been a little different if we had won that Super Bowl against the Ravens. Um, but since we didn't, and in the first year of Levi's, I think Harbaugh went, I think we went like eight and eight or something like that. And that was the first basically losing season of Harbaugh's tenure with the 49ers that gave an opportunity for the owner to fire Harbaugh. And that's what he did. He fired Harbaugh. He sided with uh, Balky. And I think that was a terrible decision. Um, but we have Kyle Shanahan now, so, you know, I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, that was basically what happened. I I was going to say like the disagreement between Harbaugh and the general manager, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, the roster that y'all was able to draft over those years. I'm just thinking like Navarro Bowman, Alden Smith, um, y'all end up getting going in free agency, getting Dante Whitner, Justin Smith, like y'all just had like a, a, extremely talented uh 49ers roster mm. and i argue with anybody right now that it could, back then it was like what 2012 13 14 i thought the 49ers defense was it, it could it definitely give the legion of boom a little bit of a run yeah 
Yeah, and those games against the Seahawks were definitely uh, lots of fun. You had, you know, Pete Carroll, who obviously battled Harbaugh when Pete Carroll was at uh, was at USC. Harbaugh mm-hmm. was at Stanford, so they had that college rivalry, and then they take it to the pros with, you know, Carroll with Seattle and us with and Harbaugh. So that was always a fun matchup. And, of course, they had Russell Wilson. Uh, I think he's like a top-three quarterback, and Russell Wilson has always been a thorn in the 49ers' side. Um, and he's he's a hell of a quarterback. I love to watch him play, just not against my Niners. But, uh, yeah, it, that rivalry, that was – those years and that rivalry and all that talent, um, it was one of the one of the better 49er eras for sure. It, it just is unfortunate we couldn't get a Super Bowl win, you know? Oh, yes. Navarro Bowman, he was representing the crib, so I was, yeah. a, I was a big, huge Navarro Bowman fan. Um, but – we're going to go ahead and fast forward to the 2021 season again. Okay. As far as out of the other three teams in the NFC West, that would be the Seattle Seahawks, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Los Angeles Rams. Who who you think poses the Niners the biggest threat? Because I'm I obviously I'm, I'm honestly just assuming that you it's Super Bowl or bust for y'all this year. Ah, <laughs> uh, Super Bowl or bust. As from a fan perspective, yes. Um, but we'll see how the season progresses. I think the best overall team is probably the Rams. I think defensively, of course, they got Donald, they got Ramsey. They added Deshaun Jackson in the offseason. They got rid of golf, and, and uh, I think they upgraded that quarterback with Stafford. I think top mm-hmm. to bottom, they could be the best overall team, but, I mean, how can you not, you know, give Russell Wilson his props, his respect? They have an offense. They got a good running game. Uh, I would say it's probably between the Rams and Seahawks who give uh, the Niners, you know, the most difficult teams in the division, uh, because there's no doubt Russell Wilson's the best quarterback in the NFC West. He's probably, I think, a top three quarterback uh, in the NFL right now. And I think those two teams pose the biggest threats to the 49ers. But then you can't leave out the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals, they haven't made the playoffs, but they always play us tough. And it's so frustrating playing against Kyler Murray because even if you get a pass rush on him, he loves to wiggle mm-hmm. out the pocket. He'll move left. He'll move right. And, you know, the corners, they can't cover more than four or five seconds. After that, you got to start holding, you know, to keep up with your receiver. And when he does that, he escapes the pocket. He's able to get a receiver open and, you know, he makes continuous play. So uh, every team is tough, but I would say the two toughest uh, top to bottom would probably be L.A. Rams and, and the Seahawks. L.A. Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the Rams. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to ask next because um, I was going to uh, because I'm looking at I'm looking at the 49ers secondary right now. It's not looking too promising for you guys. Is that is that a concern for you too as well? The secondary, if, if we stay healthy, I think our secondary is pretty good. You know, Jimmy Ward. Uh, he's the longest tenured 49er, and I think he's underrated. He's a pretty good safety. At the other safety spot, we have Jaquiski Tart, who's been battling injuries in training camp. Uh, but he, you know, he's when he's healthy, he's been a, a pretty good uh, weapon with Jimmy Ward. Uh, we also have Tavon Wilson at the safety position, and we also have Talanoa Hufunga, rookie safety out of USC. He can hit. Uh, I imagine he would be more uh, utilized on special teams. But his future is definitely is definitely promising. Jason Verrett, I don't know if you heard of him. Jason Verrett, cornerback. That's my cat. That's my cat. Yeah, That's, I love I love me some Jason Verrett. Yeah, he had a <laughs> Pro Bowl year last year. Hopefully, he can you know replicate that this season. 
Emmanuel Mosley, he's not great. I think he's a solid cornerback opposite of uh, Jason Verrett. Also, Kwan Williams, one of the best uh, slot cornerbacks in the NFL. He was hurt last year. Hopefully he can have a uh, successful season this year. And also we, we drafted two rookies, uh, Lenore out of Oregon and Ambry Thomas out of Michigan. Uh, I think if, if we can stay healthy in the back end, I think we'll be just fine. And I love to say a secondary's best friend is the pass rush. I ain't uh, even going to, I ain't even going to debate with you on that one. Y'all, <laughs> yeah. You got it. You got it. <laughs> you, you got you have it. a successful pass rush. Your secondary doesn't have to cover as much. The quarterback gets rid of the ball before he wants to. And it makes everyone's job on defense a lot easier. So I, I think our secondary would be fine as long as we can stay healthy. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like I ain't gonna sit here and argue argue with you about your set up with the, with your front seven like Bosa and Ford. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> geez, I remember uh, Bosa's rookie year. I was like, man, like the Niners about it. They're gonna be tough to beat considering yeah. the fact like just, they just getting pressure just with that front four and. Um, I was just sitting there watching that Super Bowl. I hate to, I hate to just take this back to that Super Bowl because <laughs> this, this is going to lead. This is definitely going to lead into my next question as far as Kyle Shanahan because this, this is now two back. This is two Super Bowls that he's coached mm-hmm. in now, where you kind of feel like he didn't end up making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. What's your thought process on that? <laughs> it's, it's wonderful to be a Monday morning quarterback, right? <laughs> you know, with Atlanta. You know, uh, he wasn't the head coach. He was the offensive coordinator. And I think the Patriots, you know, the Patriots were down by a few touchdowns, right? Like, so they had to score points, uh, you know, to get back into that game. And from my best knowledge, Kyle Shanahan don't coach defense. He, he coached the offense. And, you know, the defense gave up a lot of plays in the second half on the Atlanta Falcons. So I don't know if you can necessarily pin that one on Shanahan. Now, in, in the game against the Chiefs, you know, play calling is interesting uh, when it doesn't work. Oh, you shouldn't have called that play when it does work. Oh, you're a genius. So yep. it, it's, you know, Jimmy I, here. Here are the facts. Jimmy didn't play his best fourth quarter. He played a terrible fourth quarter. The defense also gave up some plays to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. So I think at the end of the day, the Chiefs just made more plays than us when it counted the most. And that's how I look at it. I don't look at it as Shanahan choked or, or this or that. Uh, and also, hey, if Jimmy would have completed that throw, the man said, hey, Trey Lance might not even be on the 49ers. So, you know, like, <laughs> or, or maybe Emmanuel Sanders should have dove for the ball. You know, I mean, a lot of things, you know, could have gone differently. But, um, you know, I felt I, like even that play towards the end of the half to that throw to uh, Kittle. Yeah. That played a big, huge part, too. Yeah. Yep. So, and also, you know, uh, there there are some replay where the Chiefs are holding Nick Bosa. Um, but, you know, you could literally call holding on every play if you really wanted to as a ref. Uh, but I just, I just chalk it up to the Chiefs were the better team in the fourth quarter because I think the Niners were winning that game. We, we were the better team the first three quarters. But you got to finish. Just like, it, just like in the NBA, a team is up by 20 points. In the fourth quarter, it doesn't matter. You still got to finish, and you still have to put that team away, and the Niners didn't do that. So, you know. Yeah, I hear you. That's 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 definitely got to be frustrating. I will say yeah. that. Even though I don't even know what, what that experience is like <laughs> in, the 21st, <laughs> in the 21st century. Hopefully the Dolphins will get there. Uh, but I was going to say, um, 
as far as like your your running back room right now, who 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 who's who's gonna be the head guy this year for fan for for, for my fantasy state for your fantasy? My, that's for a my great fantasy. Question. Yes, that's a great question about fantasy because you know Raheem Mostert, one of the fastest players in the NFL, um, he's battled some injuries the last few seasons, and we have seventeen games this year. This this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. So I would imagine Raheem Mostert will get the start at running back. Uh, but I would, I would imagine his touches will be about 12 or less. Um, we drafted a running back this year, Trey Sermon. I think he will get the bulk of the carries. I would say Trey Sermon, uh, Jermichael Hasty. I think those two running backs will probably get the bulk of the carries after Raheem Mostert. So if you were fantasy, I don't know if it would be wise to draft a 49er running back because we're going to be – um, you know, Shanahan loves to run the ball. He wants to run the ball 30, 35 times a game, control the time of possession. And we can't do that with just one back. We don't have a Derrick Henry running back type running mm-hmm. back. This is going to be three to four running by backs committee. a game, running back by committee. Exactly. So I, it might not be wise for a fantasy purpose uh, to draft a 49er running back, or at least not high. You know, um, if you could get one in the later rounds, uh, if you could, pro- I would probably get either uh, – Mostert's got that home run ability. When he gets behind a defense, you're not going to catch him. But right. he's not going to get as many opportunities, I think, as Trey Sermon. So it's kind of like, uh, maybe you go with Sermon. Um, I would probably go with Tr- Troy Sermon. Yeah, I'm, a write, I'm writing this down right <laughs> now. Cause I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take your advice on this. I'm probably not even going to draft one. Yeah. One of those guys, I'll probably wait and pick him up at free agency. When exactly. It's over. Yeah. But I got $150 on the line right now. So I need, <laughs> I need, I need all, the, all the advantages I could possibly get. <laughs> Absolutely. Because you never know. Uh, with, due to injuries, you, you're going to be short at the running back position for sure. Now, yeah. I know last year was it was an injury plague season for the Niners. Um, but uh, I was going to ask. Kelsey, Kelsey or Kittle? Non-biased opinion. Kelsey or Kittle? A non-biased opinion. It's absolutely George Kittle, the best tight end in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, though, there's no doubt. Looking at their careers, it's not even a question. Kittle has been, or excuse me, Kelsey has been the best tight end over the last decade. Just look at the numbers. It's not even close. Uh, But we... The the, the 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 faithful, the Niner Empire. We believe that George Kittle is the best overall tight end as far as receiving, blocking. There's no doubt he's one of the best blockers in the NFL. And he I think he's the best blocker at the tight end position. Uh, if you just watch him, just watch him. Just Google or YouTube George Kittle blocking. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's a thing to behold. You don't see tight ends block like that the way George Kittle does, and he's very important in the running game. And obviously, he's a beast when he catches the ball. He gets that yak, that yards after catch. And usually the first defender does not get him to the ground. Um, But uh, if if it was just one year, give me Kittle. Uh, But for obviously for the career so far, there's no doubt. Kelsey, he's he's one of the most productive tight ends probably in the last 20 years. There's him. There's Gronk, Jimmy Graham, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez, like, uh, Shannon Sharp eh, in the early 2000s, but you know, for the last 10 years, it's been basically you know, um, Gronk and um, Kelsey. So, and Darren Waller, he's pretty good too. He's he's a, he's, he's up and coming too. There, I like I like Darren Waller, but as far yeah. as like being an all around tight end, he's nothing compared to what 
you can get from Kittle. George Kittle. You I get, agree. You get the whole package yep. with Kittle. If, if man, I, 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 I'm, I'm just hoping that Mike Gesicki can develop into something where Kittle can be because he's got the same issue where it's all you, you're just a receiving threat in, in, in uh, next to the offensive lineman. You ain't really doing nothing outside of that. <laughs> and it's got to be pretty embarrassing because last year they had uh, Mike Gesicki wasn't even listed as the starter. They mm. had him listed like they had another tight end listed as a star, so he was just a substitutional type of tight end. Mm. So hopefully this year he could be on that level. Are um, you a believer in Tua? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 it's 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 here's the thing. I, I feel I, I I I in my opinion would be so much different if there wasn't so much hype for him before he even got into the league. You know, I feel like. The same thing with Trevor Lawrence. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't light the league up this year with the Jacksonville Jaguars, then there's definitely going to be some there's definitely going to be some some pause for concern. So when the Dolphins Dolphins fans, let me put it like the Dolphins fans, when they came out and they with that whole hashtag tank for tour before we even got into the 2019 season, I felt like that just that just put put the expectations up here like all right, so if the Dolphin, if you end up sliding to the Dolphins somehow in the 2020 draft, you're going to have to you are going to have to show us something that we've never seen before. And to be honest with you, it's not even it's not even Tua's fault. It's just the Miami Dolphins fans. Like I've never seen this a day in my life where a fan base literally comes to the defense of a quarterback. That that never happens. That literally <laughs> never happens. Like you just got finished talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. How Jimmy Garoppolo just took you guys to a Super Bowl, but they're ready to get rid of Jimmy right now. Yeah. Like Tua could literally throw five interceptions in a the game. They're gonna sit here and say it's not his fault. Mm. <laughs> I was like, I I know, I know um Deshaun Watson was on you guys' radar at some point, rumored, yeah. but like just just reading some of the comments going on Twitter, reading what some of the the Miami Dolphins fans were saying, like, "Geez, just go ahead, just give Tua a chance, just give yeah. Tua a chance." Like, what really? Are we are we seriously really concerned about Tua talking about all his feelings? <laughs> like, come on, let's make look before the whole sexual allegation thing even came out. Let's go ahead and just weigh our options: here. Tua or Deshaun Watson. It's, yeah, it's, it's not even it's, a debate. It's it's not even close. No. <laughs> It's not even close, but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see what we going what we get out of Tua in, in, in the 2021 season. This is this is the this is the evaluation year. You are two years removed from the hip injury. Yeah, we're we gonna see it. It's it's real funny to me how. Well, I'm gonna ask you this. I'm gonna ask you before I even make this statement. Do okay. you do you do you think do you like Tua as a quarterback? Do I like Tua as a quarterback? Um, from what I've seen. I feel like he's not a finished product. He's not a finished product. I feel like he still needs time to develop. I don't understand why when Fitz when Fitzpatrick was here last year with the Dolphins, I don't understand why they took him out to put Tua in. Uh, I think that was a mistake. Um, and I, I think he still has room to grow. There's no doubt, though, he's got weapons around him in Miami. They got offense. They got a defense. They got pretty good head coach. So he's got all the pieces around him, um, and he just has, has to make the most of that opportunity. 
but the book is not yet written on tour. He still has time. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I'm again, my beef is not with Tua. It's with the fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a Dolphins fan, but hey, I'm I'm. A, I'm out the boat when it comes down to defense of Tua when it comes down to certain things. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's real funny because wherever we decide we want to put Tua in a package for, for a trade, nobody wants him for some reason. Mm. I don't know what it is. Nobody wants him. Like when early on when Deshaun, um, Deshaun Watson, that rumor came out that he wanted to be traded, I'm like, all right, cool. We go ahead and give him Tua. Texas fans like, no, nah, we don't want to. We, we don't want him. I'm like, damn. <laughs> well, his first year, it, it wasn't impressive. So right. if he would have had a first year like Justin Herbert or something, I don't think it would even be a discussion, right? Well, um, if, if you talk about Justin Herbert, you can, you can look at Burrow. At least you saw something with Burrow. Like Burrow, right. he looked like the real deal. Right. So it's – if you just sit here and just look at Tua, if I'm if I'm gonna be completely honest with you, he rode he he was he was riding the coattails of the defense to be honest. Because mm. I don't know if you remember last year when we played y'all, uh, weeks eight. I, mean, I think Fitz Magic was starting. He he lit us up. Was it? Fitz? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was Fitz. Yeah, yeah it was Fitz. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the Los Angeles Rams. Fitz but, he lit us up. I remember that game real clear. <laughs> yeah, and up. how many? How many picks did Jimmy Garoppolo throw that game? Three. Oh, I don't. Yeah, he did play that game. Jimmy, I think he played only the first half, and I think he was benched. Um, honestly, I don't remember how many picks, but he didn't play well. He was still recovering from that high ankle sprain, um, so he he definitely did not play well. Yes. Oh my goodness, I was loving it. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> what am I? <laughs> I actually had a I had a bet on that game. I was like. Yo, the Dolphins are gonna eat them up. <laughs> he, threw yeah. he threw that first pick. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is done." Because <laughs> I remember early on in the week, they was like, "Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a little questionable going into this game." We didn't. Then they had the status of day to day. I was like, "Oh yeah, day to day. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> that's all I need to hear." And then I think he threw that first pick to. Uh, was it Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle? I was like, "Oh yeah, this is it." This is it. <laughs> it was all downhill from there. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is it. I was like, man, because I was concerned because, like, y'all's running game is nothing to sleep on. And then I was like, man, if this comes down to y'all end up getting, like, a 14-point lead on us, it's over. All y'all got to do is just rely on handing the ball off the bolster and, and, and Coleman, and we done. Yeah. But y'all ended up starting out in the hole. I was like, oh, yes, this play right into our hands right here. They, they can't, There's no way they can afford to sit here and run the ball over now. So we good. And it showed, too. It showed It showed uh, later on in that game, like, literally every time you guys ran the ball, y'all was getting, like, five yards, five yards a clip. I'm like, yeah. woo, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness y'all down. <laughs> Thank goodness y'all are down. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a uh, a terrible year last year. So hopefully, you know, we can be much better this season. So but we, we, we approaching that, what, 35-minute mark? So prediction time. Where, where, where are you predicting the 49ers record-wise this year? I would say we go 12-5. and five. Uh, I think our toughest games will be in division. I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, win three, lose three against our division opponents. 
and I could see Tennessee the end of the year. That that's, that'll probably be a loss. It's a short week for the 49ers. It's a, a road game and it's a Thursday night game. And going up against the Tennessee Titans in their home, that's that's a tough game. And then there's always one of those games where we should win, but but we don't. Um, and I think that could be maybe Minnesota or even Green Bay. You know, that those are two tough teams. Uh, but I think we go 12 and 5, and I think Jimmy G starts majority of the games. Absolutely. No, we, we sleep it on the on the on the Indianapolis Colts, huh? Uh, I'm not worried about the Colts. You know, um, <laughs> a week before that game, we do have a bye week. Uh, so the 49ers coaching staff will have double the amount of time to prepare for the Colts. The 49ers players will be well rested, ready to go. It's a, I think it's a Sunday night football game, prime time in Levi Stadium. So ain't nothing to worry about. I have nothing nothing to fear with the Colts. Uh, it will be interesting. DeForest Buckner will be coming back uh, to the 49ers to play against us. I think he will definitely challenge our offensive line, especially on the interior of the offensive line for sure. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, but I just think we're better. You know, I just think we're mm. better. We should be able to beat the Colts. I feel like that's going to be a really good game. I'm, I'm yeah. actually looking forward to that game because that, that front four for the Indianapolis Colts going up against you guys' is, your guys' running game, I feel like that's going to be – that, 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 that's going to be a tough one for Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, as, as far as them, them him throwing the football to win you guys that game. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, um, only receiver I'm real familiar with is is Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, you got um, not, um, man, Debo Samuel. And who's the yeah. other guy that you got? Because I know so, you got Kendrick Bourne, Kendrick Bourne is on the Patriots. So right. who's, who's the new guy you got? So we, we got Muhammad Sanu. You know, he, he's a crafty veteran. He was with the team last year. He didn't do well. And mm-hmm. he kind of revamped his body. He's been working out with Trey Lance in the offseason. He had a really good training camp. So we have Muhammad Sanu. We have Trent Sherfield. You may not have heard of him. Trent Sherfield has had an excellent camp, excellent preseason. We signed him over from the um, what, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals were just using him as a special teamer. But we like Trent Sherfield. Trent Sherfield. We expect him to contribute on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, we also have Juwan Jennings. He was hurt all of last year. He's he's back now. He's healthy. And I don't know if you heard of this guy, Jalen Hurd, but Niners fans either love him or hate him. <laughs> and Jalen Hurd has been in the league for this is his third year. He's never played a snap in the NFL regular season because the first year he had a back injury. He was out the whole year. The second year, he literally tore his ACL, I think, the last day of training camp. And this year, he's healthy, but he's still recovering from a torn ACL. Sometimes that takes a full year to do. So, but he's on, he's on the roster as well. Uh, but I would say Trent Sherfield will probably start at the third wide receiver. But honestly, I, we just need production from Kendrick Bourne. I believe Kendrick Bourne last year had – 59 catches, something like that. So if we can get a, a combination of, um, you know, that, that productivity from Sherfield, Sanu, and Jennings, I'll be happy. Um, or if a receiver separates themselves and takes the bulk of the, the, three, the third wide receiver snaps, that would be fine as well. Um, but really the best wide receiver or the best receiver on the team, I think it's George Kittle. I, I just think you can't guard him. Um, and we're going to need Kittle. IU and Debo definitely be healthy for the bulk of the games. 
in order to, you know, keep that offense thriving. Mm. I, I was gonna I was gonna make a comment about Mohamed Sanu because I remember his <laughs> his early years with the Cincinnati Bengals. I, I I was a big huge fan. He was versing up the, you know, yards after the catch, and then after he ended up make, getting traded to the New England Patriots, you saw like a totally different. Yeah, didn't Muhammad work out Sanu. in New England. Yeah, didn't work out in New England, and I believe he had a stop at. Atlanta too. He had a stop at yep. Atlanta. Didn't, didn't he? Didn't look like the Muhammad Sanu in Cincinnati. And you telling me he was pretty good in Atlanta. He, he he was good and he had a few good years in Atlanta. Shanahan, of course, was the offensive coordinator there. And that's part of the reason why he's with the Niners now. He's familiar with Shanahan's system. Shanahan right. knows what he can do. He trusts him. Uh, now will will Muhammad Sanu, you know, average five catches a game? I doubt it. You know, maybe he could chip in for a few catches. Uh, maybe a, a few tough third down um, conversion catches, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't think he's coming over here to be a superstar. He, he's 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 not the same Sanu from Atlanta or Cincinnati, but you know he's a veteran. He's a veteran in that wide receiver room. I believe he is the elder statesman in the wide receiver room uh, because every other wide receiver is probably under what twenty five or twenty six, probably. So Muhammad Sanu, I believe he's at least thirty. So he provides that veteran leadership in the wide receiver room. Uh, and I'm not expecting him to be super productive, but, um, you know, leadership is you can't understate that. And that's what he brings to the table. And, you know, hey, he's familiar with Shanahan's system. That'll go a long way. Right. I'm definitely, definitely rooting for Mohamed Sanu. I love me some Mohamed Sanu in Cincinnati, of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm expecting I'm expecting big doubles for Bahamas to do with uh, being in the San Francisco 49ers uniform. Um, but yeah, we we approached that 41 minute mark. Um, I did want to say again, I really appreciate you coming on, chopping it up. Uh, really got some great insight on the 49ers on my on my NFC West uh, division division <laughs> winner for 2021. Um, did you have uh, any final thoughts, man? Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward. Well, first of all, let me say thanks for having me on your show, on your show, DeVore. Uh, it's been a pleasure. We definitely have to do this again. I can't wait till the Dolphins and Niners play. So then we could definitely chop it up uh, during the week of the game. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited for the season. Uh, next Thursday, Thursday night football kicks off. You got what the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. That should be a pretty good game. Uh, and then my Niners play uh, what Sunday morning? I believe it's a 10 a.m. kickoff. We got to fly down to Motown. Uh, we're gonna beat the brakes off them good old Detroit Lions. That's gonna be a great Week One win for the 49ers. Uh, and I'm just excited for the season. Uh, obviously, everyone's talking about Trey Lance, uh, which we're excited about. I'm excited about Jimmy G. I'm excited about our offensive line, um, the running backs we have in the running back room. The defensive line, we we have 11 defensive linemen on the, on the 53-man active roster. We have a lot of depth there, um, a lot of fresh bodies. We can move in and out to get a constant pressure on the quarterback, and I think that's going to set the Niners up for success. You might have heard of this guy, Fred Warner, the best linebacker in the NFL. Um, he's going to be eating all season, and uh, this should be a successful year for the 49ers, definitely a bounce-back year. And for those that are watching, make sure you check me out on YouTube at Jay in the Bay, as you see it on the screen. Same name for IG, Twitter, TikTok. And uh, it's been a pleasure being on the show. And uh, thanks, thank you guys for watching. 
Yes, sir. Like he said, J in the Bay, capital J space, lowercase I, lowercase N T H E, capital B A Y. J in the Bay. Check him out on Instagram, Twitter, and on definitely on YouTube. Um, again, I appreciate you coming on, giving us the insight for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. We gonna we gonna get you back on because, like I said, uh, Brighton's a Seattle Seahawks fan. So you can go ahead and chop it up with them for bragging rights, especially for the Rams. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that matchup for the Rams and the and the and the 49ers for sure. Uh, but again, you can catch us Saturday eve this Saturday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on our Facebook page. This is the Not for the Bay podcast. We are up out of here, man. <laughs>